It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of January. The Jazz have won 11-12 on the final play of the night. Rudy Gobert denies again. We'll break it all down. Plus, it's a time machine Tuesday. It's all coming up on Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, bringing you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Uh, Those of you who listen to the show a lot, thank you very much. Those who have been loyal for a long time, thank you even more. Uh, As I think you know, we started this show with me just doing like Google Hangouts and YouTube with no idea what was really going on, just kind of feeling like I needed to connect with the fans more than 82 games as a play-by-play announcer. And if you go back and search YouTube, you can find the first one. I have just absolutely no idea what the show is going to be. And so it's always been a little rough. We've always kind of opened the show. It's got the funny fake drum roll because that was a joke in on itself about the fact that we didn't have enough production or there was no professionalism to it. So I don't like... As you well know, if you listen to the show every day, it's, I make mistakes and I find things and talk about things and don't edit it. And just, it's just me hanging out with you for 25, 30 minutes. I'm on take four today. As my wife just said to me, I'm fully buffering today. I, I was exhausted last night calling the game. I will tell you that not from the travel. It's not a great broadcast site. It's really dark. It's got a ceiling that's a high on us. If I stand like I like to, I actually can't see the scoreboard. So it's a it's a hard. It's not a great site for me. So I'm sure that. But that game was exhausting. We went. We had three minutes left in the third quarter, and it was like 94-88. And I, in my mind, seriously thought that it. Like I could feel that my body was like, oh, this fourth quarter, we're almost done. I was. So I, I still, if this one's a little wacky today, um, I think I'm still buffering, as as my wife put it. Uh, but yeah, well, a great win. Uh, I think these three wins that we just got on this trip are going to turn out to probably be more impressive than they feel. Well, they should feel really good right now, but I think they're going to be a little bit more impressive. H- here's the thing about the league, and, and actually uh, I was talking with one of our assistant coaches on the plane about this last night. They're just they're not a lot of bad teams. So, first of all, New Orleans is good. Like, I actually think New Orleans is 12-25, and 25, and I if I had to take my bet on the eighth playoff team in the Western Conference right now, I think I'm putting it down on New Orleans. But they're five games back in the loss column, which is an awful lot with half a season to play. So it might be, and they have to jump like six teams. Memphis, who is supposed to be terrible, is 15-22 and 22 and 10-7 and 7 in their last 17 games and is a game out of the playoffs. Phoenix was supposed to be terrible. They're actually pretty good. They're just are not... They're, it's, the East and the West have equalized. There just aren't bad teams anymore. 
And so even when you're going on the, you're playing these teams and maybe you're the better team, which we are, pulling off the win is going to be, you blink, you're going to get beat. Like it's a tussle. The Vegas lines this week, if I was right, I think we turned out 538 had us not favored for any of those games. The Vegas line actually, I think by the end, had us favored. Um, by by the end of those, and though I do think the winning those three games shows we're a much better team uh, than people suspected in the process. And I think these games are really important, and I'll explain that in just one second. I, so I do think we're better than we were when we started on the trip, and I, I think we're proving that. Um, but I these teams are pretty good. So when you're playing these games and the Vegas line on these games is two and three and four, like that's one possession. And that, to me, that's just a burnt. Chicago plays hard. If you heard Rick Carlisle last night before the Chicago game, he was like, our guys are in for a tussle and they don't know it. We'll see if we can pull it out. And they did. They won in at home against Chicago, 118 to 110. Dallas is good. But Chicago pushed them to the brink. Orlando is going to push people. They're they're a little different without Jonathan Isaac and they, they don't seem to have great camaraderie, but... And so they don't seem to play with uh, super togetherness. And there's a lot of me too, or my turn, excuse me, uh, possessions in the way that they're playing. Um, But I mean, they went and blasted Brooklyn last night by 12. Like that's most NBA games are three possession games. You know, most double figure wins are, are few and far between. And they're, I think they'll be less so this year. Uh, The other one that's just big about these is right now, if you look at the way, 538 or ESPN's projecting the season. The Lakers are projected at 60. They're the best team in the league. They're so long. The Clippers are projected at 57. The Rockets are projected at 56. We're now projected at the third seed at 53. The Nuggets at 53. The fourth seed, actually. We're now the fourth seed at 53. The Nuggets are at 53 tied with us. The Mavericks are at 52. So... All right, for the time being, the Lakers are on a different planet. That's one one injury away from that changing. That's the same for everybody, but theirs really feels that way. The Clippers, who are not playing great, but are the best team in the league and are resting guys at an alarming rate, uh, probably slide from that. I, I think there's a decent chance that two through six is going to be separated by three games unless somebody falls off. And I, Dallas has not fallen off. They got one of the top five players in the NBA. Uh, I don't think we're falling off. Denver, no, I don't think anyone's falling off. So these are big wins, and they're tougher than we realize. And last night particularly was exhausting. So that's a nice win to be able to pull that off. Another, another clutch win. And those are feisty teams, and we won in different ways. Chicago and Orlando are great defensive teams that are going to that kind of play in Chicago, plays in a really different way than anyone else. And then you have, and then you have the the difference in the Pelicans, who are absolutely an offensive juggernaut. That was the third best offensive game of the year by the Jazz. Their thirty sixth ranked defensive game. That was not a good defensive night, but they won. The Jazz offense is really good right now. It's it's really good. Uh, from my standpoint, they built, they've built a points gain team, right? So I, you know, I, I always love to talk about points gained. They've built a points gain team. What I mean by building a points gain team is everybody who's playing right now 
is above average in possession usage. And then the other one is the amount of ways in which they can go get you. So Boyan Bogdanovich's December pick and roll numbers were like 0.66 points per possession, which is terrible. And yet they got the matchup. They, last night, the Jazz rode the matchup of Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, and you know what? NBA players are great. And if you believe in your NBA player and give him the opportunity to be great, they actually usually are. And that's what the Jazz did with Boyan Bogdanovich. Here's a guy who's struggling and yet they rode him last night and they rode him on pick and rolls and they, they turned the ball over twice early and they didn't go away from him. And it's just another, you know, we can beat you on Rudy's roll. We can beat you with a corner three. We can beat you with Donovan. We can beat you with Joe. We can beat you with Boyan. And hopefully we can beat you with Mike Conley before this thing's done. Right? There's still, Dan Clayton pointed out in his piece on SLC Dunk, that you know, we still have this weakness of when we have either Moody, uh, whether we have Ingles or Donovan off the floor. Okay, well, that's solved the minute Mike comes back. And we'll talk about the Mike coming back thing, but let's remember we were really good with Mike on the floor. Right? Mike might not have been really good. We were really good with Mike on the floor, uh, particularly our main groups. So I wouldn't, you know. I, I think the oh no how it's gonna take some effort but like when Mike was on with our main guys we were pretty good uh, and Mike will be on our main we have just main guys now the offense is really rolling and a lot of, and and to my point is that it's related to the fact that every single guy on the roster now is an above-average offensive player. Since we've gotten Jordan Clarkson, our offensive rating is a 120. We're 6-0. and We've played, you know, one really good team. Uh, only the Denver Nuggets are better. League average during the last six games is right on league average, 110. So we're 10 points better than league average. Our defense is a 12th. Our defense, as I talked about yesterday, if you kind of looked at it, our offense has been great. Our defense, not as much. If you look at the last 12 games, our offense is still second-best in the league. It's 116. It's we're 11 and one. It's not quite as dramatic. We're the number one team in the league in that stretch. Again, schedule has not been, but it's not easy, right? Like I think that's this. The bad teams in the league are good. That is the biggest difference in this league right now. So if the bad teams in the league are good, is then. When you're playing not as good of teams, these wins still matter. Because we easily could have dropped any of those three. Easily. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Intercap Lending. That means I'm talking about the great Steve Carter. There are very few people that I have ever had that have had the kind of reviews that I continually get from listeners at Steve Carter. Steve Carter is our designated loan officer over at Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending is an interesting company. Josh Romney reopened them in U- in or opened them up in Utah, brought them back. They're 40 years long, but they're they're different in the sense that they're a direct lender, so they're hyper-responsive. They embrace change. They give you a great borrower experience. They're growing like crazy. Well, the reason they're growing like crazy is that because they get deals done. And that's that's the most impressive part about it. And why do 
Why do realtors want to go to you? Because they need you to get deals done. And then they get deals done in a way that Steve Carter just makes people happy. Quinton writes, Intercap Lending was the best service. Everyone I worked with from start to finish was the best service. They explained everything to me, answered any questions I had. Working with Steve Carter was awesome. And Wendy, they helped me so much throughout the whole process. I was lucky to get to work with them. And special thanks to their crew. Marshall says, we had a phenomenal experience. Intercap Lending couldn't have been more happy with their work attendance, follow-up partnership. I certainly hope I have the opportunity to work with them again in the future. I had the exact same experience. Absolutely terrific. Intercap Lending has done amazing things in the marketplace. They're expanding because they get deals done and they treat you great. Steve Carter is our personal loan officer, 385-885-28. Call Steve at 385-885-28. Make sure you tell him you're locked on jazz. You get the corporate discount. It's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. When you're winning one and two possession games, like the Jazz are right now, at an incredible rate, it's little tiny plays. And it's interesting to me, because if you go back and listen to Lockdown Jazz earlier this year, I was kind of beside myself that we were not making those plays. Really, like, deeply frustrated. We weren't running back on defense. We were wasting possessions. Uh, Emmanuel has grown out of that greatly. Um, some of those other guys aren't with us or aren't playing. Um, it, it, was, it, was a really, it was really hard for me to watch. And then we were, frankly, not passing the basketball. Right, that's that we weren't playing the together. We opened the year. Remember this. I'm going to say it a million times all year. We opened just like we opened the year on the first, very first game of the year. We threw 260 passes. 260 passes is all we threw in the first game of the year. Now, now we're throwing passes, and I'm not a big believer, frankly, that passes dictate success. That's actually there's no correlation to that at all, but. We understand who we are and how we play and what we're trying to do, and you can just see the difference, right? Um, and I actually just lied to you. We threw 230 passes, and then our next, then we threw 260 and 265 in three of our first four games of the year. 230 on opening night. That's our natural instinct was 230. Now, you know, we're in the 300s with some regularity. Last night, we threw 307 passes in a fast-paced game with a lot of fast breaks. You know, if you can get an easy layup, you're throwing one pass. So, some, you know, in a game like last night, you might not work as much to have to do it. But in Orlando, we threw 327 passes. In Chicago, we threw 331 passes. On opening night, we threw 230 passes. To me, that's an incredible evolution. I mean, 230 actually is turning out to be an outlier, but that's what we did on opening night. That's who we were to our core that Quinn Snyder and the coaching staff has to coach this team out of. 
It's amazing. But then you, you <coughs> excuse me. See, I don't edit stuff. You start looking at little plays. Tony Bradley last night made three little plays that won basketball games. So Tony Bradley sprints the floor. Donovan Mitchell gets a pass out in front of him and Tony Bradley makes a lap. That's stealing a point. It's awesome. It's just stealing a point. That's all that is. Just run hard enough, get in front of the defense, steal a point. Tony Bradley gets an offensive rebound on a really tough offensive rebound. And I don't know if he put it back up in inter- I think what we do with, I think he got fouled. That's stealing a point. Tony Bradley just stole some points last night. That wins you ball games. George Niang goes two for three from three, and his three-point shooting's ridiculous. He's at like 50%. And we've we've upgraded that position from a 30% three-point shooter who was actually less good than that in his final like eight or nine games to a 45% three-point shooter. That wins you a game. That one shot going in just changes. That, that wins the game. That's the little things. George Niang bumping out defensively in Orlando. Ben Dowsett found the play I was talking about yesterday. Put it up. Thank you very much. I'm going to use it actually again tonight on channel two. That's the little things. That wins you a game. Emmanuel Moutier did not play great last night, but he played fine. He had a bad little stretch. Okay. He made a mistake. Like, he actually had one of those plays where he, I think, was just going too fast to throw the lob to Donovan and thought he could finish it himself, and then he's, that's not his strength. Okay. So that's, like, you're not going to be perfect. Royce O'Neal, seven rebounds last night? Those are the little things. Seven rebounds? Thank goodness, because Boyan decided to put up goose eggs other than his 35. What an incredible line. 35 points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. But Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal, this is going to be complicated. Royce O'Neal has to be on the floor for us probably late in games. One, because of his defense. Two, he's a good enough shooter, but he's rebounding. We're not a good rebounding team. He's becoming a very good rebounder. He And he was a beast last night. Favors is keeping Rudy Gobert's hands full. And Royce O'Neal's coming in for seven rebounds last night. Those, that's winning basketball. That's what this team is doing right now. That's where these wins are impressive because you don't, you're not necessarily going to get those. Royce O'Neal, by the way, is in the 90th percentile of a defensive rebounding rate for wing percent for wings. Like we, we have to have that. It's, it's vital. How about the jazz last night? They gave, they played three teams. They had four, they gave up four steals last night. They give up eight, I think, against Chicago or Orlando and six against it. The- these teams get steals. That's what these teams do. The, the, th- the three teams we play, they play over. The Bulls get 10 a game. The Magic are fourth best in the league at 8.5. The Pels are down a little bit from that. The Pels are 7.5. They're 21st in the league. We're last in the league. We don't, we don't get steals. We sit in our shell and let Rudy play defense. And then you get, you know, why we... So these are all the little things. And then there's the big things. Then there's Rudy. And there's Donovan in the clutch. Like, those are the big things. Our two best players are getting better. Rudy's defense on Zach Levine and on Brandon Ingram to close out games at the rim. It's incredible. Like, seriously? Who does that? And those are 
Two of the longest, most athletic players in the league right there. I mean, there's there's not much of any, there's no one at 6'9", 223 that's as long as Brandon Ingram. And he's a good rim finisher. Not brilliant, good, but he finishes 62% at the rim. Doesn't, not when Rudy's there. Zach Levine, 6'5", slam dunk contest. There's no one like him, athletically. He's a freak. His dad played at Utah State. He is unbelievable. And Rudy stopped him at the rim. And Donovan in the clutch is just absurd right now. You just don't get players playing this well late in games. For the season, Donovan's numbers aren't great. He opened the year like I think one he's like one of 15 from three. But if we go the last 15 games, over the last 15 games, not last 15 clutch games, just over the last 15 games, the Jazz are 8-1 and one in the clutch. Donovan's 12 of 21 shooting, 57%, 38% from three, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Boyan is 9 of 9 from the free throw line. That's, that's big time. Donovan's missed his first 10 clutch threes of the year in the clutch. So, te- yeah, that's double on top. Sorry, you got it. And now he's stepped up. The wild one on all of this, truly, to me, is the plus-minus, individual plus-minus numbers of releasing Jeff Green. Because this, when you are winning, you have to look at it. You cannot... You cannot deny the fact that like Jeff Green's on-off plus-minus numbers were brutal, right? Now, George Niang's were two in that stretch, and but we were 10 points per 100 possessions less good when Jeff Green was on the floor offensively and nine points per 100 possessions less good when Jeff Green was on the floor defensively and eight, 19 points overall. I mean, incredible. George Niang's still there. Jordan Clarkson's actually differential's not very good right now. Uh, for us, particularly defensively. So it's not like, but, like we removed one guy from the equation. We've done this numerous times. We removed Joe Johnson and Rodney Hood from the equation. We moved Alec Burks. Like we have taken our negative plus minus player, replaced them with a different type of player, taken negative efficiency players, replaced them with positive efficiency players each of the last three years. And the same thing has happened each and every time. It's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. All right. Time Machine Tuesday. Get the little box out and get it rolling. Today's show is brought to you in part by a homie. They are revolutionizing the real estate market and changing your experience every single day in the market. It's great. It's fun to see. It's really awesome to watch a company have a vision and put it together. These guys have done this before. They're they're just, you know, they're BYU business school geniuses uh here's what homie is doing they're giving the same real estate experience with negotiating touring houses making offers negotiating the best deal for you and then at the end of the process after you buy your home with homie they work to get you five thousand dollars back because when you buy a house your money you're using to buy the house say you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars six percent of that in most cases is then being allocated to i can do that we can all do that math to the seller, their agent, whatever agent you choose to, that's where that money's coming from. 
So a homie's working to get you up to $5,000 back. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty great way for you to be able to have either use that for your home improvements, use that for your furniture, use that for, you know, more profit on the way out, invest it somewhere else. It's great. Lives for a long time. That's what Homie can do for you. Find out more about Homie at 88588. Text LOCK to 88588 and they'll give you more information and they'll assign a Homie agent to you. Experienced local Homie agent will help you every step of the way. Homie can help you buy with Homie and save thousands. Homie's got your back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Time Machine Tuesday. Do you guys really believe, like there is literally a box. And it literally has a little ripped piece of paper with a number on it that has every year in jazz history. All right, here we go. Eyes closed. We reach into the bag. We have our number. 82. Oh, All right, let's go look and see what was happening on January 7th of 1982. I don't think we were good yet. Jazz franchise, thank you to Basketball Reference for this. All right, we were not good yet. Our head coach is Frank Layden. He's fired Tom Nasalki 20 games into the season. And we we are not... We're 8-12 and 12 when the Salky gets fired, which turns out to be the high point of the season. On January 6th, we won to go to 11-20 and 20 over the San Antonio Spurs with a 130-115 win. This broke a stretch for us. We had lost seven straight prior to that. Frank Layden took over. We won two, then lost seven straight. On February 6th, 1982, we win 130 to 115 in front of 4,836 people at the Salt Palace. 4,836. That's incredible. Adrian Dantley had 31 points. He had eight assists, which I would guess anybody who ever played with him doesn't believe happened. Ricky Green, the fastest of them all, was 10 of 19 from the field, 21 points. How many three-pointers do you think we shot that night? Daryl Griffith, the rookie, I believe, that year, was 12 of 20 with 30 points. James Hardy was our starting center at 15. Ben, Jeff Wilkins, the franchise, had 11 rebounds. We had 33 assists on 56 field goals. Other Jazz players that night were Bill Robenzine, Carl Nix, John Duran, Ben Boquette, and Danny, rookie Danny Chase. We were not. We were 11 and 20 with that win. We beat George Gervin, who had 28. Mike Mitchell, Steve Hawes, who's the uncle of Spencer Hawes, who played. Mark Olberding, Johnny Moore, Dave Corzine, Roger Flegley, George Johnson, Mike Bratz, who went to Stanford. Gene Banks. Never heard of many of these guys. And the the uh, 
the Jazz shot two three-pointers the entire night in 1982. The Spurs shot four. The two teams combined to go three of six from three. They might have thought they might have figured out that those were worth something. They didn't. The next game, which would be tomorrow, January 8th, the Jazz beat the Indiana Pacers 108-102. We're on fire. Still back at home, this time in front of a raucous 5,586. AD had 30 and 10 again. Daryl Griffith had 28. Ricky Green had 22.6 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. I love the fact that I like, have the box score, like the cutout of the old paper box score here. The Jazz shot two three-pointers, missed them both. The Pacers took four three-pointers and made one. Different game. Same Jazz crew that played. They played, and also AD played 40 minutes. Jeff Wilkins played 41. Daryl Griffith played 38. Ricky Green played 39. Like, I got this load management stuff, but like AD played 42.7 minutes a night for 80 games in 80-81. I think the game's different now. We're asking more out of the guys, but defensively particularly. Are, we're, the one we're looking, he played 39.8 minutes a night. Daryl Griffith played. Daryl Griffith was playing. Now he ended up having a short career because of a foot injury and broke down a little bit. So maybe this is the case in point. But he played 36, 32, 36, and then had the foot injury and never came back. So maybe case in point is the exact opposite there. The Pacers were Butch Carter, Jerry Sheestings, Don Buse, Herb Williams, Johnny Davis, Mike Bantam, Lewis Orr, George McGinnis, Clement Johnson, Tom Owens, George. Johnson and Billy Knight. I didn't never heard of, I've heard of Butch Carter and Jerry Sheesting, but only because he was an assistant coach and he was a head coach and Herb Williams because he was a coach. Uh, none of them ring a bell to me. Yeah, none, none. I wonder what game, I used to come, so my dad was in the ski business and we'd have Christmas break and if there was a home game and I was, I would always come and there usually was pretty home games, good games. So I, I'll guess that I went to the, um, the that season, I went to the either the December 30th game against the Boston Celtics or the January 2nd game against the 76ers. Um, probably went to both. Larry Bird, Tiny Archibald, Cedric. Um, got to see them. And the 76ers were still were great. That was Dr. J in that era. Um, we used to we didn't live here, so we'd come to town, and then my dad would get us tickets, and so we'd go. And Julius had 34. I'll bet you I saw those two games. Um, Unless I saw the Rockets on the 26th, the day after Christmas. We usually came that traveled that day. Mom wasn't into it. So I would guess I saw those Celtics and 76ers games. All right, that's more than you need to know. Just thought I'd share. That's Locked on Jazz. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll look at kind of where we are in the standings. We'll do the road to 55 um, and see how we sit on that. Uh, break down some other aspects of things. Uh, but it's fun. We've won 11 to 12. Hope you're enjoying it. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Jazz. It is a Tuesday, which means I listened last night to the Rejecting the Screen podcast on my drive back up. It was already up and out. Good story about being an intern by Noah in the NBA office with David Stern. Some other good conversations regarding Kevin Love. And Locked on NBA is out today as well. So tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked on NBA. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.